Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the Short Coat Podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews. By students, for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcoat.com. Welcome back to the Short Coat Podcast. My young friends, both current and future short coat wearers, Casey, er, sorry, Corbin, you came with your uh, your white coat today. I did. Filled with pockets full useful, of useful things. things. Yeah. Yeah. Semi-useful. Um, it's a beautiful day here at the Carver College of Medicine. Sun is shining. The air is crisp, like a Granny Smith apple. The birds are chirping. The ice is crackling. The deans are shuffling. <laughs> the and uh, UM1s just got done with a neuro exam, which mm-hmm. seemed to cause a little bit of stress earlier this week. But I feel like the stress level has gone away. Definitely, I didn't it hear does. it and see any crying in the hallways. There's quite a few people last time. That, yeah, I'm happy with their score. Well, the uh, average was far lower than the one prior. This is the truth. Mm-hmm. So you guys are you you y'all basically have the weekend to uh, to celebrate, mm-hmm. right? I'm gonna do some sleeping. That's exciting. <laughs> I did feel the tension earlier this week. There was a lot of coffee drunk here <laughs> in the uh, in the writing pro- writing humanities program free coffee station. Oh, I thought <laughs> you were saying there people were drunk on coffee. Yeah, like so much. Oh, there was a lot of coffee drunk. Yeah, coffee. like <laughs> that was like a new level. That's of, what like, I call it now. Hallucinating. You do kind of get that caffeine. like coffee get, hangover. Or, like the it's like a jittery hangover. high, and then it's like this. Like I'm gonna get coffee drunk. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, as I said, I'm, I'm here with uh, Corbin Weaver. I'm here with Mark Mubarak. Uh, hi, Mark. Good to see you. First time on the show? I can't remember. Indeed it is. Yeah. Um, also, Amy Young. Hello. Rob Humble. Good afternoon. Or Humble Rob, as I like to think of you. Either or. It's just what happens in my head. Thanks for coming. Um, so, uh, let's, just, let's just get right into it. Um, I'm excited to hear that the AMA is advocating for a ban on um, direct-to-consumer ads for prescription drugs um, after years of finally, finally of complaining about it. Like the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, they approved a new policy to support a ban on advertising prescription drugs to consumers and also implantable medical devices. Um, they say the ads drive up prices. They confuse patients. They encourage off-label use of drugs. I thought that was okay. Off-label drug use. Is that As not? A physici- like, I, I think that they don't want patients going to the doctor saying, hey, could you give this to me off-label? For some Whatever. Random- but I think a physician can elect to okay. do the thing. It uh, also... Uh, the, the proponents of the ban also say it complicates the doctor-patient relationship. Um, <laughs> it does. And we only got like 10 minutes with them anyway, so let's streamline. Yeah, yeah. Let's, um, I, you know. No, I understand that. Is, it's a good, uh, it seems like a good thing to me. I, mm-hmm. y- you know, I just remember that uh, back in the old days, my father's a PA uh, back in the old days, and uh, we, he used to bring home... Um, things like Rubik's cubes with little pills printed on them, and um, you know tchotchkes from from various drug company presentations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of miss that. That's against the rules. I know it's against the rules now, but you know who doesn't want a Rubik's cube with a bunch of pills on it? It does influence prescribing practices. It does. It does. So we well, and you know actually it's interesting because uh, a lot of these um, clinics I'm learning as I rotate um, get get lunches from pharmaceutical reps, it, mm-hmm. which is still okay, still legal. 
Um, but I was kind of wondering, like, how much that could influence your... There's research on it, but it's like, well, if you don't even know who's there... How could that... How could that influence it? But mm. there is research that says it does. I feel like you could make some guesses. Yeah. Well, opponents of the ban, of course, say, how will patients know to seek help <laughs> with their medical problems? I mean, you know, some, <laughs> some problems are subtle, yeah. right? I mean, some problems are subtle. Maybe you wouldn't notice them. <laughs> <laughs> Which you should definitely get treated for. I think for the commercials make are for like to see their doctor. <laughs> the commercials are for like herpes, erectile dysfunction, and allergies. Yeah, smoking cessation. Don't forget about Chantix. Yeah, uh, well, you know it, it's an infringement on free speech. Well, and now the um, they they say the uh, newly designed opioid induced constipation as a like drug as like a disease itself instead of like <laughs> just a side effect to using opioids is this a thing yeah i've seen so many commercials recently like you might have opioid induced constipation <laughs> like it's a disease not so a side we're, effect so now we're treating <laughs> side effects with, side medicine. Effects with medicine oh my god it has its own icd-10 code nice awesome um maybe and they say that the uh, an unintended effect could be um, retaliation um, by drug companies advocating for bans by uh, bans on ads for physicians and other healthcare providers. Um, yeah. And I oppose this ban because otherwise I won't know which drugs to ask my doctor if they're right for me. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, what, what will we talk about? No. What will what will we talk about during our during our appointments? You know? How are you feeling? Oh. Generic. Is that, should that be part of the conversation? Maybe. My actual problems and... Yeah. And risk factors. Risk factors. Okay. Well, I, it's, it seems like, a, seems like a fine idea. I'm, I'm sure the drug companies will go along with I'm that. I'm glad the AMA is behind that. Yeah, they should be. What's Not taking, them so, what's taking them so long? The AMA has a history of dragging its feet on doing what's right. Uh-huh. Is AMSA somehow behind this, too? I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, but good. It, it, it seems like a good idea. Um, here's something that they might not want to be behind, though. Uh, researchers in the UK want to be able to genetically modify human embryos, and they might be given the green light to do that soon. Uh, in March, the medical ethics peeps over there will decide whether or not to approve the research, which, which seeks to find um, genetic factors that lead to miscarriages and infertility. So they're allowed to, they're, the proposal will allow them to fiddle with the genetics of human embryos up to seven days post-conception. So, I don't know, what's that roughly the size of a pinhead or something like that? But basically 250 cells, I think, was what I read. Um, and that there be strict regulations against implantation to a woman. But right now this is still in research phase. This isn't like a consumerized... No. No, it's not. And they'll be, the, the embryos will be donated by couples who are having IVF treatment. So it sounds like there'll be sort of excess mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, embryos. And they're specifically looking at activating or deactivating OCT4, which is a gene linked to the development of embryos in mice, and which they think will have a similar role in development in humans. So what do we think of that? Is it okay just because they're, you know, donated embryos, they're not going to be implanted? You're, you, you're a super scientist. What do you think? I think it sounds okay. Yeah, you're okay with it? Mm -hmm. Alright. You sound like you don't, wanna, well, you don't I mean, want to. people I, to know. Well, I haven't really read a whole lot about it. Yeah. But, um, you don't have to. That's why I'm here. <laughs> That's why I'm here, Amy. But I mean, if for a lot of couples who are having fertility problems, that would, I mean, they 
I can't imagine, I'm trying to think of another model you could use to address those same questions. Mm. And they've probably already done, been done in mouse embryos. Yeah. And so it's kind of like the next step. Right. Um, um, yeah, and, and you can't exactly implant those embryos looking for, you know, variations in OCT4 to, and see whether they miscarry or not, right? I mean, that's not really terribly ethical, um, I would think. So, but is it a slippery slope? I mean, where do we, where do we stop? Is seven days? <laughs> Amy looks very frustrated with me. This no, I'm not frustrated. Are I, you thoughtful? Is that a thoughtful yes, face? Yes, <laughs> Are you tired? <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> oh. I, yeah, I, I, my initial impulse is to say it all sounds fine. Not everybody's so cool with it. Because there's a bunch of scientists who signed an open letter warning of irrevocably altering the human species. Um, uh, I, I mean, unless they're are they, but they're not subsequently implanting it into a human to like alter the gene pool. Right, that's what puzzled me about it because I mean, unless they accidentally <laughs> implanted it in a, in 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 a uterus, that seems unlikely. <laughs> oh, Oops. stumble! Oops! I dropped this. I dropped the petri dish into you. <laughs> I think over our history as a species, we've done plenty of things to alter our gene expression and genome. Yeah. Just by our behavior and our actions. I mean, this is just a little bit more explicit. Okay. Slippery slope, though? That mm. I mean, potentially, like, a, you know, because you think of Gattaca and just, like, totally engineering, like, a human <laughs> being for yourself or whatever. I can't decide whether but that I'm was a good totally... movie or not, by the way. It was a um, great movie. Was it? At the yeah. time when I saw it, I thought it was pretty sweet. Okay. But that was probably 20 years ago. I mean... The slippery slope argument kind of relies on the fact that, like, somewhere down the road, someone will say, oh, the next step is okay because we did the last step. And I don't know. It could just end right here. It doesn't have to go forward as far as, like, modifying the, you know, nothing has to come past. Never eventually have to yeah, but implant this embryo. You know, it's so you could stop it right here. I think, so I could be wrong about this, but, but my feeling is that, the, is that science in general never quite knows where to stop. Um, but I mean, the basic question is like, you know, do you s is any human embryo research acceptable or not? And I think, I think it is potentially hazardous to our acquisition of knowledge about the human body if we're in human physiology development and disease if we're not allowed at all to work with human yeah. embryos. Okay. I think you're offering the Jeff Goldblum argument in Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> so oddly, I watched, I, oddly, in a, in a, in a fit of, of um, I don't know, inertia last night, I watched Jurassic Park 3 on uh, mm. well, AMC, I think, was having the trilogy on last night. So maybe that's where I... <laughs> the worst of all the Jurassic Park. Yeah. Well, it was the one that was on. I mean, you know what I'm saying? For everybody listening, Dave is uh, putting drops of water on his hand and watching it trickle, trickle down on either side of his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan of chaos theory. Yeah, uh, uh, life finds a way. <laughs> that was a pretty. That was pretty good. Jeff Goldblum. I love Jeff Goldblum. Uh, okay. Well, we've dispensed with that. How do you feel about Ted Cruz, there, Rob Humble? I think that he is a, one of the front runners, and not a huge fan of him personally, but uh -huh. he's competitive. Yeah. Well, I think you know we should never judge people by their looks alone, right? I think <laughs> I think <laughs> I think we can be I, I think we can be uh, I think we can say that natural selection though right well a neurologist one neurologist has outlined an exception uh, our our friend Ted Cruz um, 
Richard E. Saitwick says it's, you know, as a neurologist, it's his business to notice unusual reactions to stimuli. And he notes that Ted Cruz's face is a stimulus that seems to arise a lot of negativity. Uh, but, uh, but he's, you know, so here are some quotes from others. Um, why do people take a, take such an instant dislike to Ted Cruz? It just saves time. <laughs> I don't know why you have to be a specialist to be able to dissect his face. Nobody likes him. Huge asshole and creepy. Those are the, those are among the, <laughs> those are among the quotes. That, la- that last two is from his uh, college roommate um, who says he's been getting emails uh, since he, you know, came out as Cruz's college roommate. Um, he's been getting emails as to why he hasn't, um, why he didn't smother Ted Cruz in his sleep back in 1988, <laughs> but that seems, that seems unnecessarily uh, rude. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, rude. Is so, like homicidal. Yeah. <laughs> well, Seidewick uh, says in Psychology Today that uh, Cruz's face doesn't seem to move in a conventional way, as far as he's noticed. His smile in particular is weird. Uh, even while is that, ter- the, that the scientific term, medical term? Well, Weird. you know, I'm paraphrasing because I, okay. I didn't want to completely plagiarize the article. But even while uh, he, his his mouth turns up, his the corners of his mouth turn down. His eyebrows also bend down um, as well. This is opposite of usual smiles. Um, and I, I I printed out some photos. I wanted to see what you guys. Are you going to post them online for yeah. listeners? We'll see. Um, uh, so you just pass this down. <laughs> these down. Good old. You can pass these around to each other. PC. Um, oh. I just, you know, I just, he may be right. I don't know. Nerf palsy. Nailed it. <laughs> you think he's got some sort of, some sort of uh, motor disorder? I'm not really sure. He's a pathological sure. liar. He just, he's a- He believes every word that comes out of his mouth. In the instant that he's, I mean, he'll he'll just does he though? make up patent lies to get okay, in his okay, head. So, I think uh, you can like convince yourself that, that what you're saying is true, or somehow help in the moment. So when he was in high school, he was on a debate team where he argued all the same points Wait, how do you that he argues this? currently. I don't know. I listen to the news. Okay. Um, and then when he was in college, it's really nice that he, he has was on the same podium, or he was on the same. Uh, platform he is on now and that continued through like all the way to the present day like he is remarkably the same person he was as a child it's good he hasn't experienced any personal growth since high school it's <laughs> <laughs> definitely something we want that's not something you want in a politician candidate. is it you, you want... mean you mean flip-flopping <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> of all the criticism you can't make that one uh, yeah <laughs> i like both those comments. i've never liked the flip-flopping thing, ever <laughs> i mean hopefully we all change yeah but you're right uh he has been remarkably consistent anyway the point is that uh maybe he has a maybe he has a neurological uh difference i won't say disorder because uh he's a functional human being obviously right um at least in politics maybe the only place where he can be functional but on a more serious subject um south so we've we've seen a lot of news stories lately um, involving um, basically public health stuff, I think mostly, um, where women are overly burdened with the with the responsibility for public health crises or situations. So we've got we talked uh, on last week's show. Uh, we talked about Zika, um, and uh, uh, so you can go back and listen. That's kind of interesting. We had uh, some we had the uh, big scientist from Brazil, uh, Salma Geronimo, talking about. Um, Zika 
and what Brazil is doing. And among the things that um, several countries in South and uh, Central America are doing is basically saying, hey, ladies, don't get pregnant, which is kind of a problem since there is no, in some situations, access to family planning um, and things like that. And then we have um, what, what you were going to say, the, like the CDC announcement about alcohol, or the CDC recommendations about alcohol. Yeah, last week. Yeah. Tell, well, <coughs> well <coughs> alcohol that. consumption can cause pregnancy. Um, so the recommendation is women of reproductive age who are not on birth control should be cautioned against consumption of alcohol mm -hmm. because it can lead to pregnancy. Yeah, to say nothing of... I don't know why you can't say, hey guys, if you drink alcohol, you might do something stupid and become somebody's baby's daddy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's missing, I think, you know, like... Or, like, hey guys, this might happen and you won't have a decision one way or the other whether or not that you, baby you, lives or not. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also it's a big jump, just logically, like, when you think about it. Like, you drink and you could make some decisions that you end up pregnant, but it's like, that's a big jump, like... You know, you, you mean not everybody might make those decisions, right? Yeah, yeah. Go figure. Unless they're ladies. <laughs> um, well, yeah. And so uh, to continue this lovely theme, uh, <laughs> South African District Mayor in the Zwa and KwaZulu Natal province has said for the second year in a row they will offer scholarships to women who help reduce the transmission of HIV and unwanted pregnancies by remaining virgins. Uh, 16 of 113 awards are given to women for their education. Uh, this, these are called the Maiden's Bursary Awards, and they require, quote, traditional virginity testing twice oh, a year. Jesus. Fail the test, no money for your education. Um, Mayor uh, Dudu Mazabuko, a woman, says to us, uh, uh, it's just to say thank you for keeping yourself, and you can still keep yourself for the next three years until you get your degree or certificate. Is that really going to decrease the transmittance and incidence of HIV? Because I'm imagining the rate is not high because young women on initial sexual encounters are then spreading it. I'm guessing. I don't know. I mean, what I do know is that, you know, there are <laughs> there is another party involved in uh, in sexual activity. Right, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. So I think it's like these kind of right. veteran veterans to the <laughs> sexual activity. Veterans. Oh. Yeah. So people like that are sexually active. Creepy old men, is that what you <laughs> Well, no, people that are sexually active. Like the, I just don't I think you're not going to decrease the prevalence of the disease by asking people not to enter into the sex pool there's probably like a yeah problem already in that yeah well i mean, well, I mean there's like, pools involved <laughs> like uh, like <laughs> come to my welcome to my sex pool <laughs> and then, this it's, it's, it's discreet from my regular pool which <laughs> which is just for swimming <laughs> well this actually brings up a really interesting point in two regards where, where it like so we're talking about how this recommendation or this scholarship and the CDC recommendation puts all the, you know, pressure on the, you know, the woman to take care of all the, you know, pregnancy mm -hmm. issues. It's on the on a woman not to think, you know, not to drink. It's on a woman to stay a virgin, even though there are men who like we're never, you know, not even talking about what they're doing to spread disease. That would be ridiculous. But also it, it buries the lead of um, not talking about an issue where it's like, so we're talking about these public health campaigns to stop the spread of AIDS, which is important. But also like, let's talk about the fact that like, 
antiretrovirus viral medications aren't you know widely available to everyone like it buries the lead by saying we're not giving people proper you know treatment for this disease that we can treat yeah and it also you know in brazil the zika virus women don't get pregnant little like let's have a conversation about family planning and abortion services in these areas yeah um, it's also worth noting that there is a high rate of sexual violence in South Africa. Yeah, so um, you, you, you're telling women to deny... Yeah. Yeah. And there's no distinction between consensual non-virginity and rape, so that's kind of a problem. Um, there's no testing for boys. Obviously, there's a violation of privacy issue here yet, and, and, and I think it's kind of weird to tie education to virginity, right? I mean, or it, there's an implication there yeah. that... Is there an actual, like, validated examination you can do to determine virginity? No. I don't... No, I doubt it. <laughs> no. Because, I mean... I just don't the think they could do an exam and really... The traditional test they're talking about is, like, examining the hymen to see if it's intact. I thought a lot of women like, don't have it. Yeah, it's not universal. Yeah. Um, they... If there if there was a hymen, they can uh, sort of atrophy for other reasons. And mm-hmm. is that the right word? Uh, yeah, sure. Or tear. Yeah. I felt all doctory there for a minute. <laughs> um, well done, Dave. Yeah, you know, I remember my sex ed too, so that's nice. Um, you learned about a hymen in your sex ed class. Yeah. Didn't you, did, no? I don't think it's been so. it's been a while for me. I mean, <laughs> so maybe I accumulated that knowledge later. <laughs> I don't know. I I just. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm just thinking that they must have. I think they talked about. Yeah, I, I think the fact actually that they are tying purity as a, as they're saying, you know, quote unquote yeah. purity to an education is very telling oh, culturally yeah. because yeah. you know if for women your value is in your purity, right? And it's not in your ability to complete it. It's not in your ability to like show your intellect. It's not in your ability to be competent. It's you get a scholarship because you're pure. Yeah. And that's that's what you know. That shows what that what culture values. And I think it's actually also interesting when we struggled over the word for like someone who's not a virgin is it's a lingual gap. We don't have a word for someone who's not a virgin because we value purity. We don't. I don't like that. It's also that they're saying it's purity. Like maybe they could do like some sort of thing. Like what? It's. (laughs) I'm not sure what. So I guess they could. I guess you could do like a like a thing that says like, "Hey girls, like there's some nasty hoe bag guys out there." (laughs) (laughs) Ew, stay away. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of different ways you could go with this message. Rather than, the way, but not you know, like not, oh, stay pure. But how about this? I mean, why not? Well, why not? I mean, if you're going to make the uh, ridiculous leap that there's a there's a, a tie between education and you know and virginity or or HIV transmission, I guess was the the ultimate leap. I guess mm-hmm. that was made here. Why not just say, hey, dudes, you don't get your money either if you're you know if you test positive for HIV. I mean. I don't know. That's also kind of a problem too. Yeah, because you can get because you can get it other ways. But you know, I mean, yeah. And also, just like, of course, they've already like you know tied scholarship monies to like moral behavior. You know, mm-hmm. perceived. You know, like 
kind of a minefield there. Yeah. But, you know, like, kind of getting back, like, even the word purity itself implies, like, having not had sexual intercourse in some way is clean. And that's so it's impure. And then impure is having, you know, and it's not, it's not real in, you know, life. Like, people have sex, that's how we're all here, you know. (laughs) Wait, what? You know. I haven't gotten to that chapter Kids yet. I'm going to talk to the people in charge of the curriculum here. Wait a minute. I think minute. we're heading out after spring break. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a good time. <laughs> oh, spring break's coming. You guys uh, have spring break plans? I wanted to go back home, but tickets are expensive. Mm. I didn't realize how California much is your home, as you said. It's like triple what it normally is. Oh. I don't have a spring break, so thanks for reminding me. Yeah, sorry about that. You know, you're you're done. I'm done with, with breaks for the rest day. of your life now. Well, you'll have a little. You'll have a little break here and there because you're you're going to be a fourth year. You'll you'll have a. I'll have a week in. Or, I'm sorry. You're going to be a third year. Yeah. Soon. I'll have Christmas off. Yeah. A few weeks. Yeah. No, in the real world, you don't get breaks. So unless you pay for them in some way, so it's about time you moved into the real world, kid. Okay. And tried to avoid it as long as possible. That's what Amy's doing. That's why Amy's <laughs> MSTPs because she can just keep. I just went to an M4 class meeting. Like. Oh. Uh, I'm going back so late into my M3 year. I have like one rotation and then I'm bam an M4. Yeah, yeah. Lucky. You want to see some comedy on the wards? Coming out with me this fall. (laughs) You'll be fine. You'll be fine. All you have to do is like, it's like I always say, all you have to do is look interested, um, be interested if possible, and uh, never let them see you sweat. Right. On my for my Thursday clinic, I was in rheumatology clinic, and the night before, I like studied so hard rheumatology. I was like, I'm gonna know. I'm gonna like be ready to do my exam. And then I get in um, to clinic, and my my doctor's like, that I'm with, he tells me everything that I studied last night. Basically, mm-hmm. doesn't even ask me. Mm-hmm. You know, no pimping questions or anything. And then he goes, Oh, and I'll just have you follow the fellow today. Oh. And then I was like. But I studied. <laughs> like, what? But then the one question he does ask me, I don't know. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> that's the life of a med student. Though, that's on the, the life of a med student. You, 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 as I mentioned, you did bring your uh, white coat today. Um, what are you carrying in your pockets? Um, let's see here. I have my phone, of course. I have... Because um, we were talking uh, before the show and you said that the, the one benefit of being in your... Uh, clinical uh, rotations is that you now have many more places to carry yeah, things, which I, you know, okay, if that's the, if that's a benefit, I guess we should acknowledge yeah. that. But at the same time, are you carrying things that you think are useless, but you thought well, you might have to have? This thing is definitely use- useless. It's a geriatric functional assessment for the busy clinician. Okay. I'm not really that busy. <laughs> <laughs> done one of these so this is really useless i have a pocket pharmacopoeia i think that's how you say it and i don't really dose pharmacopoeia pharmacopoeia um i don't really have to dose drugs so this is pretty useless too Mm -hmm. this is uh, this is were these recommended to you or did you just they were given to us okay um this is a medical reference um it's kind of helpful, except for that all the me- the reference range for lab values are on the computer, so you don't really have to yeah. look them up ever. Did you guys think? But it does have a handy eye chart on the back. It so does. Yeah. Did you guys think it's weird when you realize that we don't learn dosing in med school? Yeah, it's kind all kind of like on the job, like. I think it's kind Isn't of weird, weird? Yeah. especially of? when you're in clinic and you're talking about dosing and it's kind of, you you know, knowing the dose that someone's on can clue you into like how bad it is or where they're at. But when I see, you know, when I see a dose, I'm just like, eh, okay. And then we go and talk to my, you know, attending and he's like, oh, they're on that much. Oh my gosh. Like that doesn't mean anything to me. 
like for instance if someone's on the max dose of like some you know hypertension drug and they're still not controlled you know or like they're still not controlled you have to think about you know like maybe i'll switch or maybe i'll do you not switch you would add hypertension drugs but Mm. like well um did you did you get the do you have a hammer your reflex hammer did you have a i don't have one of those get the the with the ophthalmoscope. Those are expensive. I didn't spend money on any of that. I didn't. I kind of. I think I might buy it. Actually, I might buy a reflex hammer this weekend, but because that kind of comes in. But you can actually use the end of your stethoscope as a reflex hammer. Right, right. So I just use my stethoscope as a <laughs> catch all. That's my hammer, if you will. Right, right. And everything's a nail. Right. So. Um, well, every once in a while, uh, it's. I, I get to uh, go through the lockers downstairs. Um, That's from the people. Like one of the wait, wait. Your job. Is this? Yeah. <laughs> they let you just like your bonus. bonus. <laughs> like you get to pick four lockers, Dave. Four lockers, and whatever's in there is yours. <laughs> I never choose well. It's always a dirty old towel. <laughs> um. So if they like if they abandon their locker. Yeah, like if they've graduated, but they didn't, you know, take their take their lock off. So then I go down there with a big lock cutter and a, or a grinder or something. And, and remove the lock and see what's inside. And it's always a little exciting because uh, it's, it's like opening a dis- the world's <laughs> the world's least good present. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, occasionally we find um, you know reflex hammers and oh, things man. like that. You know, the next time you do save one for I donate them to the mobile clinic. But <laughs> it's like a day, it's like a, a small a smaller scale version of that reality show where they like uh, they auction off stuff in storage sheds. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Picking or whatever. Yeah, yes. Something wars. Storage wars. Storage wars. Yeah. Yeah, Except, uh, you know, there, there's more there's more hair care products than... <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay, it's it's pretty rare that we find something at all interesting. Usually it's, you know, a, well, musty, a musty old towel and some underwear. So, sorry. <laughs> sorry to burst gloves? your bubble. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I do. Yeah. Nobody said I had to. It's not like an OSHA requirement or anything. <laughs> Speaking of clinical acumen, I went to, uh, you know, I think it's time that we tested you guys. Um, and, as, you know, so as a phys- We're just not tested enough. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know. Once a week is not. It's not nearly enough. It's been almost two hours. I need another test. That's right. But these, are, these should be, these should be, uh, uh, these, this is an actual useful test um, of, uh, of clinical skills. So think of it as uh, step 2.5. Uh, so I, I went to everyone's favorite uh, place to ask health questions. Yahoo. Walmart? Uh, it's yeah, <laughs> Yahoo Answers. Um, health uh, section. WebMD. Yahoo um, as answers. I sometimes do for the show when I'm desperate for something to talk about. And, uh, and I, I gathered some, some typical questions. I discarded all of the ones that were, um, I don't know. Legitimate? Uh, <laughs> no. There's just some that are just very sad. And Aww. people crying out for help, and Aww. I don't know. I didn't feel it appropriate yeah. to, uh, to, you know. But you know, if you're if you're asking for advice on, you know, how to not be depressed on Yahoo Answers, that is really just among the most the saddest things yeah. ever. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's really depressing, and I and I yeah, I don't know. Have you seen the, uh, fa- I don't know if anyone else gets these. I don't know how Facebook targets their ads, but mm-hmm. I get them all the time of like, talk to an online counselor. That's yeah. online counseling. Have you guys seen this? No. Um, but, so do, do you, so, so. Something that I'm typing is making that come up all yeah. the time for me, but. Well, what's interesting about it is that, um, so we, we just had a, um, a, 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 what would you call it, a suicide 
prevention discussion at our uh, uh, OSEC all staff meeting um, earlier this week, and I was surprised. To, so they, they, you know, at the end they list all of these resources, um, and and they said that among young people, young people are you know so people um, basically younger than any of us. Eh, I think they said it was like teens, teens to twenty mid twenties. They are more likely to go to an online chat to talk about their, their so they, there's a particular one that they were citing. They're more likely to go there than they were to make a phone call to a suicide prevention hotline. So, I don't know, man, it's, it seems like a worthy effort in that light, but you might want to you might want to check what you're typing in there. Are you okay, man? Can you consider my search option? Do we need to? You do use uh, a lot of do you, do you need help? <laughs> I got an ad last week for fertility in older women. Oh. In case I'm having problems. Yeah. Are you? Are you, <laughs> are you reaching the advanced I, maternal age? I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> which is like, which is like, you know, 35. 35, Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Turning thirty-four. Um. Anyway, so, so I I went and found some some non depressing question most of most of the questions actually you know if you discard those most of the questions indicate that there's a real lack of in education and intelligence um among people who at least who go to yahoo answers for I, I mean i hate to say it but if you look at yahoo answers as america it ain't it ain't good <laughs> it's not a good picture okay so, what are the questions so here we go uh, i i went and uh entered them into a text-to-speech Thing because we're an audio show and I don't want to do everything on the show. You know what I'm saying? You're so I went a little hoarse. So yeah. So here we go. Um, here's our first question. And what I want you to do is to I'm gonna I'm gonna issue this question to you uh, individually. I want you to answer the question um, as helpfully and with as much information as you can provide. I've got my um. I'm gonna go. I, I yeah. don't think that will help you. All right. Here we go. First question <laughs> is for um, Amy. The one who's not been in clinic for five years. Right. Great. It'll be fine. I cut my knee. Why is my blood blue? Should I be concerned? <laughs> it's a real question. This is a real question. Is there any reason at all for blood to be blue? I mean, was it a, a vein? That, oh, got, that would be a deep... I'm not sure they're equipped to answer that question. Um, this is all we colorblind? know. Colorblind? This is all I we know. know. Um... Well, answer the question. I mean, you know, answer the question as though you were on, on the hotline. Like, okay. Well, is it still bleeding? How long ago did you cut it? How deep is the cut? So I would have, I would have filtering questions. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, let's say it's still bleeding. Okay. Is it a pretty deep cut? I don't know. I, 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 uh, I, I stuck a fork into it, and it seemed to go pretty deep. So. Okay. <laughs> you know. Uh, I would, I mean, if you, I would go to an urgent care clinic. Ah, uh, yes. Very good. But if you're a guy, I would be wondering if you might be colorblind. <laughs> well, this is what I suspect happened. They actually scraped their knee. It was bleeding a little bit, and they had blue bruises around the edges of the um, scrape. Or they are an art student, and they accidentally got paint mixed in with the blood. There you go. I'd say that's it. <laughs> that's on your differential. Yeah. <laughs> Do we know if the patient's a cartoon? Yeah. <laughs> Or maybe an alien, like a, an, a space alien. We, we haven't considered that option. Or like a I fan mean, of a team even if who has blue. They bleed blue, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. A Broncos fan. Oh, right. Because even if it was a, a vein, the second it hit that air, it would be... I don't think it would be... It would, turn, it would it not would be, be blue. It would no, be yeah. blue. Yeah. 
Is it maybe the, like purple? Do they really mean blue? Yeah, maybe they're colored. Yeah, they could are be you colorblind. A, you could ask if they're a, one of those horseshoe crabs. Yes, are you a horseshoe crab? <laughs> the blue blood? You've never seen it? They no. like milk the horseshoe crabs of their blood for yeah. science or something. For, for, for medicine, actually. For medicine, yeah. Well, what is what it? It's... Look it up. The horseshoe crabs and the blue blood, and they're like, you know. They have luciferase? Like, Rob where do we get luciferase? <laughs> no, that's firefly. Rob will find out uh, while we go on to the next question, which is for, um, which is for uh, Corbin. Yes. Uh, here we go. Should I be worried about a penny I swallowed in 1998? <laughs> <laughs> this has been on this person's mind for a long time. He's a little concerned. Uh, well, this... <laughs> That reminds me of like, that story like when you were a kid, like if your parents said like if you swallow gum, it'll stay in your stomach yeah. for seven years. Yeah. Did your parents ever tell you that? A penny is, yeah. a yeah. Penny is already spent. Or whatever. Penny saved is a penny earned. You're just keeping it away. <laughs> just keep, keep swallowing that yeah. penny. Many Americans don't save enough money. So, since it's 2015, I'm not super concerned about it. Uh-huh. Um, I'd be mo- more concerned about it getting down the upper part of their GI system, which it seems like it has cleared. Yeah. It probably I mean, you would know. It. You would you would have some. I mean, they it. probably got rid of it all already. They, they probably pooped, pooped it, out. it out. Yeah, like the next day. Yeah. And I mean, the question is, were you looking through your poop for fifteen? You know, for <laughs> every night, every night, just <laughs> for seventeen years. You know, like <laughs> that's why they wrote it. At a certain point, you got to say, "I need professional help." I've been digging through feces for years. <laughs> <laughs> you would just explain to them that it's probably not still there. Yeah. They just want it. Okay. <laughs> All right, I think we can call that a well-answered Also, question. I think that, like, the standards <laughs> for removing an object is, like, if it's a magnet or... Yeah. Battery. Battery. Yeah. Otherwise, Ooh, you yeah. don't go in. Magnets can cause hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, can hellishly awful uh, injuries. Um, well, anyway, we don't want to talk about bad things. Um, here we go. Uh, this question is for Rob. God spoke to me and said I'm a potato. That's all. <laughs> not even a question. It's not even a, it's, it was a question. It had a question mark after it. Um, that may have more to do with um, uh, <laughs> one's ability to utilize uh, proper uh, Sounds like an odd punctuation. Odd. But oh, sorry. This wasn't my question. I think I would have some follow-up questions for our patient, <laughs> Kelsey. Really? Um, seems like- Kelsey, I want to know how, how often God talks to you. Yeah. Um, if you've ever been known to have potato-like characteristics. Yeah. Um, if you think of yourself How as many a eyes do you have? Exactly, exactly. Um, what your favorite kind of potato is. Yeah. Yeah, if you're a gold Yukon, you're good, man. In my book, I love gold Yukon potatoes. They are delicious. You know, if you're a if you're a um, a russet, mm, you know, not good. Not really. My I like favorite. all potatoes. I don't discriminate. Okay. I think we should we we should ask her if it it bothers her that God's talking to her in the first place, or uh-huh. if it's affecting her life. If if it's not, and she's okay being a potato, <laughs> there's no problem here. Mm. You are healthy. Yeah. Just a happy, happy, sweet potato. Yeah. Sometimes might want to lower your carb intake because you are carbs. So sometimes during states of high stress, you can have transient auditory or visual hallucinations. Mm-hmm. So it could have been like a one-time thing if she's really stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I would be more concerned about an underlying psychiatric disorder. Yeah, 
I think we can. I think we can say that. Well done. I think, or God could be an acronym for Geraldine Olga Holdren, or <laughs> I hadn't D name. So I hadn't considered that possibility. Yeah. It is the internet. Lots of lots of abbreviations. That's, that's a good point. All right. Next question is for Mark. What does it mean when a prescription says to apply erectily? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is a good question to. Well, this is, that's legitimate. That's yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah, I thought so. It's <laughs> actually in anatomy, which I, I thought was super interesting. There's like a there's like a golden zone for rectal administration. That's what I call it. Yeah, for rectal administration. That's what I call it. My golden zone. <laughs> the right depth, not too far. How do how do you suppose you would answer that question? <laughs> Well, it's a, I mean, so it's it's not a terrible question. You're right because you, you know, uh, first of all, there's the word apply, which to me, you know, says we're talking about an ointment, <laughs> not a suppository. Let's say, right? Then it would be insert or something. Like yes, that. exactly. Oh. Um, all right, well, so what would you? What would you? How would you follow up with this question? I think I'd say very carefully. Very right. <laughs> Note your golden zone. All right, next, uh, next question will be for, uh, I think I'm going to go with Corbin. Rubber band snapped and got stuck in my eye. Can't find it now. Should I go to the hospital? <laughs> yes. Go right now. Is it, is, wait, now, wait a minute. I, is I it get, even possible for a rubber no, band to get stuck not. inside any uh, part of your I don't know. Eyeball? I get queasy with eyeballs. Anything with an eyeball, you should just go get someone to take care of it. Even if there, there probably is a rubber band, because that's, like, pretty thick. You, I mean, you, if you can feel a speck of dust in your eye, mm-hmm. but you should go because you snapped your eyeball. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Although for a couple of days, I thought I had, like, a, like I had scratched or lacerated my eye. It's like the worst. Or something. And I went to the uh, optometrist because I said that I, like, I think I have a cut on my eye. And they were like, you have a rubber band. No. You know what it was? <laughs> it was like a contact. Uh, oh. That had like gone up. And I, mm-hmm. like, any time I looked, like it would move. So I never like found yeah. it. This is why contacts freak me out a little bit. Just a little bit. All right. Next question is for uh, Amy. I haven't slept at all last night. Will I die? <laughs> well, cr- sleep deprivation can cause you to die, actually. Yeah. But not, a, not, but not after one night. It would be like a chronic. The answer is yes, though. She, that person will die. Yes. Yes. You Probably will. unrelated. But. That's a fine, fine point. I, I think then we should discuss, like, why did you not sleep? Has this been, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know. You know, they, they've done studies in mice where they kept them alive. Or they kept them awake for extended periods of time. You've done studies in mice where they kept them alive. What? It was tough. It was real bad. The scientists loved to kill mice, and they were like, oh, I can't kill this one. We need to keep it alive. And eventually, and eventually after, I think it was like 34 days, the, the last mouse died. Mm. The, the human days. record for staying awake is uh, 16 days. And then they slept. So <laughs> And then they died. It was kind of not a good oh, scene. Interesting. All right. Uh, okay, uh, last one is for uh, Rob again. If I was born in 1998, when will I die? Mm. So, uh, you sound like a young person. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't purposely choose that voice, by the way. I just So if you're born in 1998, you're probably 18 or 19 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a long stretch ahead of you, I think. 
Unfortunately, that sounded like a bad diagnosis. Yeah, you, you have a long. <laughs> you have a long, tough. I have some bad news for you. You will eventually perish. It's variable from person to person. It's yeah. not. It's not set. So yeah. I think they're saying a, that like clear cut the pe- millennials or people born in the '90s, to early 2000s, will be the first generation <coughs> to live over 100, mm. like consistently. Yeah. Okay, that's good news, I guess. If you want to live more than I'm not sure that. Like like uh, Chris Traeger from. Uh, Parks and Rec is going to be the first guy to be 150 years old. Oh, I do have one more. Um, Mark, this one's for you. Should I squeeze lemons into my eyes? <laughs> I accidentally tripped my friend and I feel bad. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> There's a follow-up there. Can we hear that one again? You want to hear it again? Okay, here it comes. Here's your question, Mark. Should I squeeze lemons into my eyes? I accidentally tripped my friend and I feel bad. Mm. It's probably not the best way to uh, seek penance. I think that's what's going on here. Yeah, why can't? Um, what's wrong you know, with the traditional bar of soap? Yeah, in the mouth. Or just like saying that you're sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah just apologize. I think that's the, the better option. <laughs> it's it's it, from a, a, a psychological psychiatric perspective. Um, what does this? What do you think this question might indicate about this person? Seriously. Well. I would be concerned about if they're, like, from an abusive background, Mm -hmm. because if they think that, like, that's appropriate, like, follow-up to accidentally tripping someone, like, maybe there's something in there, like, they experienced abuse as a child. It's very specific, too. I mean, there are many ways to, to, you know, uh, punish oneself. Um, Lemons in the eyes is very specific. Mm -hmm. What I bet is the person that they tripped... Said, gotta shoot lemons. I'm gonna squeeze some lemons. (laughs) And they're like, hold still. Okay, okay, but let me just Google this real quick. (laughs) Uh, Google's down. I guess I'm gonna have to ask Yahoo. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep going through the forums until you find the right answer. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) All right. Well, um, on on that note. Listeners, thank you so much for listening today. It's been a long week for us. Uh, kind of nice to know that you're out there, either laughing with us at this weird, weird world we inhabit or rooting for us not to lose our minds. Don't forget to share our show with others. Send your questions and comments to theshortcoat.com. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter. We're looking for a new intern, by the way, so hit me up for details on that at theshortcoats at gmail.com. show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College of Medicine, Student Government, and the Writing and Humanities Program. Our executive producer is Jason Lewis. Our intern is Corey Christensen. Opening music is by Dr. Vox. And our closing music is by C2C. Talk to you in a week. Can we name the new intern Corey version 2.0? We could, we could ask them to rename, their, rename themselves to We just Corey. don't need to know their new name. Oh, okay. That's a good thought. Corey, too. Yeah. I would mind it. Must be willing to, I'll put that in the description, must be willing to accept any name we give you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs>